Hello, and welcome to What Goes Bump in the Night. Welcome to What Goes Bump of the Night. I'm Riley Clark, and alongside me, thankfully, is... Trevor Jensen. And I say thankfully because I did get the coronavirus. Didn't turn into a zombie. And we are back. We're finally able to be around each other again. We can be healthy and safe again. Yes, yes. Finally. Oh, man, I've missed you fans, and I've missed being in the studio. We missed you, Night Crew, very much. And because of that, we have lots of special things coming up. Let's just toot the old uh, woo-woo horn for the uh, notifications coming in. Bing, 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 bing. Yes, you can catch us if you're listening to this episode when it comes out. Which is going to be soon. (laughs) You can catch us on the Indie Pods United live stream at 8.30 Central Time. Live and direct. That's if you're living in Michigan, that's 9.30. It's late, but it's totally worth it. Promised. Usually when we're recording the show anyway, so yep. it works out for us. Because we have lives inside and outside of the podcast. Yes, and we're super excited for what we have in store for you on the live stream and the great visual effects. We got some gold in them shells. Yeah, we actually got some talent with the camera now. <laughs> and we got help to make this all possible. So tomorrow, tune in. You get a little shouty shouty outy for... Everything that's going on, you'll get to see us and our prime habitats, and uh, you'll get to learn some new stuff about some topics that you might not have ever heard about, so it's worth tuning. Yes, we can't wait to be there with y'all live, hopefully chatting with you as well. IndiePod United. IndiePod United. Check our Facebook page for links to the event, and then after the event, of course, we're going to record it, so it'll be released as an episode, too. Woo-woo! Okay. But, On with the notifications. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing today, Trevor? We got another story for all of you fans and fanliettes. Oh, a bumptastic story, you say. Ba-bump. 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 That's my bump heart. That means we have to break out the does it go bump. I guess that's going to be the buzzer today. That's the buzzer today. I decided off the top of my head because I won. Okay, but with enough goofing and goofing, let's go ahead and just say who's it by and what the title is. So today, our story comes from the No Sleep Reddit forum. And it is by Weird Fishy. Weird Fishy. All right, that's a decent online I love these names. Love them. I dig that one. I got fish tattoo on my head. (laughs) And it's very nice, actually. But back to what's at hand, I used to live in a haunted house for a year. If you knew me in real life, you've probably heard tons of stories about my experiences while living at my uncle's house. I only lived there about a year, but a lot of strange things had happened. Looking back, I wonder how I even managed to live there all by myself back then. Two years ago, I was stepping into my fifth year of college, and my main concern is to write my undergraduate thesis. I was looking for a new boarding house since my old one was infested by termites, and I can't live there anymore. However, 
The rents for the available boarding houses are at least twice the price of my old one. It was exceptionally cheap, hence the quality. My parents were okay. Should I want to live somewhere more comfortable? I'll be spending a lot of time in my room anyway due to my undergraduate thesis. But I thought I've spent enough of their money. That's why when my uncle offered to let me live in his late parents-in-law's house, I immediately accepted the offer. You see, the house had been empty for months when I got there. The last person who had lived there was my uncle's mother-in-law. It was her family's house for generations, and she lived there alone in the last six years. It passed away earlier that year. Even though it was empty, my uncle hired a caretaker to clean up the place once or twice a week since he and his wife are living in another city. So, at the very least, the house is clean. At first, I thought he figured it would be better for the house if someone is living there. In my country, it is common belief that a house is left empty for a long time would be infested by ghosts and become haunted. I thought I was supposed to stop that from happening, but I guess he probably knew the place is already haunted to begin with. The first week of living there may not be the scariest shit that I ever happened to me, but it sure is one of my favorite tales. It was a massive red flag, but I was broke and had nowhere to go. I had to live with it. It started on my second day of living in the house. I was woken up by a sound of footsteps inside the house. When I got out of the room, I saw the house's caretaker cleaning the living room. She's an elderly lady, probably in her late 50s. After a short conversation, she eventually went to clean the second floor. I looked around the living room and noticed that there was a bluish rose in one of the empty vases that I saw yesterday. It's gotta be from the caretaker. How sweet of her, I thought. I went about my day and later and started writing my thesis in my room. It was around 6 p.m. when I heard a frantic noise of footsteps coming from the second floor. I called for the caretaker, but got no response. She was supposed to be done with her work by 12, so the noises couldn't be her anyway. I decided to check the second floor. As I walked up the stairs, I could hear the voices of children faintly singing what sounded like a nursery rhyme, which after translation says more or less something like this. Up, up the, the stairs, stairs but down he'll go. Eats him up, that's how it will grow. Look, sweet lady, it's, it's your groom. Run away, he's got a broom. What the fuck, I muttered. I knew full well that no normal kids in my country actually sang nursery rhyme these days. Or heck, ever. I froze, thinking whether or not I should proceed up the stairs or should I nope my way back down. My mind told me just to call it a day, and my body insisted to decide to yell nervously. Who, who's up there? I yelled. No response, and the singing stopped. I felt as if my body was moving by itself. Perhaps part of me thought that this kind of paranormal phenomenon is fascinating, even though I almost crapped my pants. I slowly walked up the stairs gripping the railings tight while keeping in mind 
that those kids were singing about pushing a dude down the stairs and eating him. Ghosts couldn't hurt you in real life, right? I thought to myself, steadily approaching the second floor and eventually reaching it. No one pushed me down the stairs, thankfully. As I look at the corridor, I heard a creaking sound coming from the door at the edge of the corridor. A wave of cold air sent shivers down my spine. I could hear my heart beating and my eyes, despite not wanting to, were focused on the door at the edge of the corridor. It slowly opened, revealing three pairs of eyes glowing faintly in the dim lit room. I could see three faces of young children peeking from the room, looking around the corridor, and as their eyes met mine, they allowed a wide, unnatural grin. I fucking bolted down the stairs and locked myself in my room. Stupid, I know. Those are not human kids. I don't even think they're kids at all. I was thinking of a way to resolve the issue. I could sense their malicious intent towards me and I had no way of fighting back. I can't just punch a ghost and exorcists would cost some money. Like, as I was lost in thoughts, I heard footsteps coming down the stairs. Fuck, they're coming for me, I thought. Seconds later, the footsteps are heading towards me, my room, and they started banging on my door. I could hear the giggles and their haunting high-pitched voice yelling at me, come out and play. I'm not playing with you fucks. I yelled from a time to time, but they went on for what seemed like hours. I felt as if I was going mad. It wasn't even late at night yet. The place is already this messed up. I eventually just curled myself in the corner of the room, waiting for them to go away, to be honest. I almost cried. And now, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Mitten Marketing Solutions. If you have struggled to grow your online presence, revenue, or community, you definitely need to check them out at mittenmarketingsolutions.com. Mitten Marketing has drastically increased business for many company social media profiles through organic traffic customer engagement and digital marketing uniquely tailored for your needs again specifically for your business needs check out mittenmarketingsolutions.com back to the story after a while for the first time they stopped but i could still sense their presence behind the door another footstep can be heard heading towards my room the children then started whispering among themselves it's her. It's the lady. And I could hear them running back and forth to the second floor. Fuck. She's the boss around here, isn't she, I thought. I prepared myself for another terror, but nothing. I waited for hours, yet nothing disturbed me any more than that night. I eventually fell asleep, and the next few days had been peaceful, though I can't help but feel anxious every night as I try to sleep. A few days after that event, the caretaker came to clean the house again. I told her about what had happened, and she simply laughs at me. Those kids, huh? Those kids, huh? 
Yeah, they tend to do that to new faces. She said to me, who was expecting a different reaction. You'll get used to them soon, or to be precise. They'll get boring and tease you. Besides, Justin buys that blue rose. You'll be fine here. She pointed at the vase with the blue rose. I noticed that the rose was dead the day before, but now it's fresh. Seemed like it had been replaced. What do you mean? Did you put that there? Is this some kind of charm? I asked in confusion. She chuckled. <laughs> I didn't. She did. She said as she pointed her head towards the old photograph in one of the cabinets of the living room. A picture of a young lady in a white wedding dress. She seems to like you, just as she used to really like your uncle. She used to do the same thing to your uncle when he lived here years ago. She said and laughed at me. I was confused, and at the time, I know not what to say. Well, as long as she's here, you'll probably be fine. It'll be scary for sure. But at least the kids and the others won't hurt you. She won't let that happen. She tried to assure me. The others, I asked. <laughs> you'll meet them soon. Later on, I left the house to go to the campus. As I was heating my motorcycle, a weird sensation made me glance at the second floor window. That's when I first saw her, the lady in the picture, wearing a bloodied white gown. Her skin was pale, and her face, she seemed to have a lost half of it, beaten to mush. She waved at me and smiled. Despite how disturbing she looked, I somehow felt no terrible intent coming from her. Though I can't lie, I was scared shitless. I waved back at her nervously and quickly hop on my bike and I'm out of there. On the way to the campus, I noticed that the rose in my house actually grows at the nearby cemetery. Fucking great. Anyway, that was my first time meeting one of the high-level spirits living at my uncle's house. She was my protector while I was there. I owed her a lot. Finn. First off, why he waving? Why wouldn't you wave back? I would wave back at a ghost. She's being cordial. He didn't have any malicious intent coming from her. He don't know that, though. She has a face mush. And she's smiling at you. She got beaten to death, and she's stuck in that limbo. And you don't want to wave back at her? You're cool. You think she got beaten to death? What else would explain the face mush? Oh. Uh? Fight, but she... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know a lot of things. If there's a lot of I don't know a lot of things, man. but I know this. <laughs> there's a lot of spirits in that house. Yeah. I just, I can't get over the fact that you'll meet the rest of them. What the fuck are the kids then? Are they kids or are they like little demon dogs? They're just going to come fuck your world up. I don't know. Yeah. Are, are there hellhounds in this house too? Like, really? Who's <laughs> it could be anything. Them? Well, okay. Let's, let's just like backtrack a little bit. Is that lady a protector, or is she just another malicious spirit? Even though he said he didn't feel any malicious right. intent. That's what I'm saying. He don't know which one she is. Is she just like one of those, like, I'll trick you? He's assuming because of the rose. And... 
and what the caretaker was telling him. Yeah. Do you think the caretaker had any involvement in it beforehand? Like she was a big part of it and that she had experienced all this stuff too and was like, ah, oh, it's just Carolyn. She's nice. Don't worry about her. Yeah, pretty much. That's what I expected from the caretaker. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, but those little hellions, don't worry about those kids. They'll just, they'll fucking break your leg and push you down the stairs and try to kill you like that and then each goes. Yeah. <laughs> gut eaters. We'll, we'll just call them gut wrenchers. <laughs> but what are, what's the verdict on this story before we get too much wah, wah, wah. yeah dude I agree I think it's definitely one of the better like ghost stories that we've read it seems more organic like it's somebody's actual account of like their own personal like like you know what I mean like it's not just BS it's funny it's got like like flair to it where it makes me feel like that shit could actually be happening in somebody's house and it's it's not from the U.S. You can obviously tell that he's going and living in these flatter, like, these boarding houses, which we don't have a lot of. It seems more like a European-style thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just assuming that it said, you know, in my country instead of saying here in America. Or exactly. Something. That's another big one that gave it away, too. So I'm thinking, right away, I'm thinking Europe, with obviously, like, the boarding houses and mm. not doing, like, dormitories and stuff like that and, like, not calling it that. Well, yeah, and I mean, I hate to be this kind of person, but, like, I don't know very many people that have caretakers for their homes. I know in Europe it's more prevalent because it's – it's it's they live on top of each other, I guess, and it's more of a big business there. Like, we yeah. live in more suburbia, and, like, I guess, like, having, like, big companies to come and, like, clean big buildings like apartments and, like, um, like commercial buildings like that are, are here, but you don't hear about a lot of that happening in – just like people's homes i guess right especially homes that are vacant exactly yeah people are just probably not going to take care of their homes like that here if they're not just selling them outright because the market right now but honestly like the girl in the white dress like that's creepy like the scariest thing you could see in well knowing that she was also in that house because of the picture of her and that she's attached to that house now and that's your uncle also had experiences too but did he tell him no just, you, you want to live there? My mother-in-law lived there. She's dead now. Y'all had a fun time. Makes you think, like, with all the history that's behind the house, also counterpoints to Europe. You know, houses are in the same spots for longer and longer. Times yeah. There. And, like... The history is a lot more richer. engraved into the architecture, if you want to say it like that. Yeah. Like, who knows what happened up in that place? What Shoot. Kind of spirits could be... Anything could have happened. If, like, even if that house was, like, 120 years old, you're telling me that nothing happened in 120 years? That's a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's... To say shit didn't hit the fan. It is one person's lifetime. Give a couple years. Like, you know what I mean? Like, give 10 years or so if somebody lived to be 110, which I don't know if that's, like, the longest anybody's ever lived. But... I don't give a goddamn rat's ass about anything you want to say. A year is enough to change everything. Mm-hmm. And then give us a perfect example of our podcast. A year ago, we were not where we are at now. No, and we wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for the night crew. Not at all. With that being said, I think we are going to wind this fire down and see you guys live. Because... We live and direct, baby. Plugging in yeah, to IndiePod United. IndiePod United.
don't just watch us watch everybody yeah let's all support each other in these trying times because small businesses need it and let's face it podcasts are small businesses whether you like it or not we are providing forms of entertainment for you guys and we enjoy it just as much as you guys enjoy binging it so if you want to give a little love Show a little love to IndiePod United, buy a ticket, and come support everybody that's doing this. We'd like to support Destination Mystery. Check out their promo. I'm Melissa. I'm Mike, and we are Destination Mystery. Coming to you from Mystery Media Group. Destination Mystery paints a story for paranormal content, abnormal adventures, and the fun behind the investigations. Each week, we'll take you to a new destination where we try and solve the mystery. This is not the same old ghost story you've heard before. We will not only tell the spooky story, we'll go to the remote location to investigate the spooky for ourselves. Fasten your seatbelt and put on your helmet as we take you on a new adventure that will leave you questioning what you've always thought about the paranormal. And you can find us and them on Apple Music, Spotify. A like and a review on Apple Music always helps boost our reputation. And there's two, which never a bad day for anybody. And a follow on Spotify wouldn't hurt either. I love that. Please, thank you. But yeah, you can pretty much find us on all the uh, major social platforms. and um, Like Podbean. Yeah, and Spotify. iHeartRadio. Uh, Pandora, I mean, we're just a few here. I mean, yeah, Anchor, Google Pod, if that's even a thing anymore. I don't even know if that's around anymore. But go to our Facebook page. All the links are there. That's where you'll find most of our news and most of all of our events coming up and whatnot. So if you would please do that, I would appreciate it. But we love you guys very much and we want to thank you again. And remember to keep your ears and eyes open for what really goes. Bump in the night. Bye.